Hello. Welcome once again to Whispers in the Theater. I'm your host, the Whispering Gardener Shoe, here to continue our exciting tale, The Other Side of Myth, Chapter 7, Subjectively Evil. The town was picturesque. Copper-colored streets of cobble curved between buildings of pale sandstone and red roofs. Doors exited onto the path, leading denizens straight into the heart of the town. Kiara could imagine living here and waking for school. She would come out the front door and immediately see her neighbor doing the same. Maybe they would wave at each other and walk together. Maybe their paths would split, one en route to education while the other headed to the market. She couldn't tell how big the town was, but it felt hard to get lost. She could easily guess why someone would want to live here. There was a palpable peace, and it was so easily broken by the corpses that lay in front of her. She gulped, and Danson sighed. I wanted to tell you before, but then those guys came out of nowhere. We helped you, but you don't have to feel obligated to stick with us. If you do, though, we'll be seeing a friend of mine soon. He might be able to tell you how to get home. Kago pulled out their victim's pockets, going through wallets as he dragged them off the road. They aren't with a guild. We're probably the biggest bounty they ever went for. Dansan sighed again. It's always the arrogant ones, isn't it? Probably thought we'd be weak after the skirmish. Kago shrugged. I'm more concerned that they found us so quickly. It might be time to go, right? Who knows who else is on the way? The elf looked at Kiara. She didn't need the reflection in his eyes to know the look on her face. It lived inside her, recoiling away from the horror. It brought her friends to mind, and the sight of them doing the same. How was that so easy for you two? She found herself saying. Kago was trained to be an assassin since he was small, and my parents were the guardians of my settlement. We were both taught that if people threaten your life, you should show them the threat could go either way, he replied. It helps that this isn't the first time that either of us had to kill, too. He gave her a humorous smile, and her heart sunk in understanding. She was ready to kill Feline, after all. So who was she to judge? She lowered her head and Danson sighed for the third time. I won't blame you if you don't want to stay with us, but it is possible my friend can help. It's hard to imagine you're from another world, but he'll wrap his head around it with ease. His sincerity made her heart swell a bit, and she swallowed her horror and decided. She would trust the two, as long as she had no reason otherwise. 
Kiara was given a moment as they prepared to depart. Danson had just gotten back with her clothes, looking as good as new thanks to something called spell silk. Kago seemed sour that he had to turn it over, but explained that her clothes should be fine for now. The spell silk would repair them after all, closing tears as if they were wounds. When she finished the shower and returned, she looked at the two again. Kago had a brown satchel now, hanging from a strap crossed over his body. Danson hadn't changed. The elf stood in a pale blue shirt, trimmed with bits of white. Beige slacks seemed no heavier, despite the emptiness of the room. The two didn't say much in response. The action did the talking as they stepped out of the building and through the alley beside it. She followed close and quiet behind, bidding farewell to the picturesque town. Birds chirping, murmurs of conversation, laughter in the distance. All were tossed behind as the boys led on. They moved fast like the way was paved, navigating the tight spaces without a moment's doubt. They moved through yards and the shadow of buildings, easing closer to the edge of town. A forest swallowed them as they crossed the border, and they laughed as the town disappeared behind the trees. She watched their backs as their pace slowed down, truly trying to know these boys. They weren't much older than her. At a glance, Kago looked fifteen or sixteen, and Danson at least a year older. The two could mix well with her friends, but definitely couldn't replace them. The weather here was the same as Iraval, an early summer breeze rolling through the leaves. The boys were dressed for the heat, and Kiara could see their arms. What was it that Shin said? That he was no slouch? In comparison to these two, he could be. Their arms were forged from constant use, toned with muscles ready to act. Kiara saw a performance before her, strides smoothly masking the willingness to strike. Her friends were normal students like her, but these two were something animal. She was following the tales of beasts. She was following the tales of beasts so confidently wild that when they suddenly stopped, she felt the danger. Something was different about the air. It was like the forest was holding its breath, waiting to see what happened. We're being hunted, aren't we? Kago shoved the hand into his bag. Danson laughed. Yeah, and it took me too long to notice. So that's what it feels like on the other side of this. Kago cocked an eyebrow. You know who's on us? I have a good guess. The elf looked around. How about we just do this on the road? It'll make the outcome a lot quicker. He spoke to the brush. 
an agreement seemed to be made. The boys led her out of the forest, to the dirt road snaking his way to Copperstone. As they emerged, so did another figure in the corner of her eye. Short blonde hair draped down their head, briefly parted by short pointed ears. A white tunic covered their body, its collar pointing down with a sharp gold V. A green belt buckled a long sword behind their left shoulder, matching the sash around their waist. White pants closed them off, giving off the feeling of a uniform. An enforcer was hunting us? Where do you learn to do something like that, chasing petty thieves through town? Not in the town, right? Ryan? Dunson smirked. Ryan? He must have been at the skirmish then. How in stolen stars did he catch up to us that fast? I don't think he was at the skirmish. I wasn't, the stranger replied with a light voice. It's been too long, hasn't it? Danton smiled. It was warm, genuine. The animal in his stride tamed. The elves stood as tall as each other, sharing an average height. It has, the boy smiled. I always hoped this day would come, but I never thought it would. Kago raised his hand. Who fell asleep and let Ryan, the hero, cross paths with Danson? So unconfident, maybe, Danson answered. Kiara wondered if he saw what she saw, a look of uncertainty in Ryan's eyes. I'm glad it was you. If it was someone else, this would have been a problem. Danson crossed his arm, and Ryan shook his head. I'm afraid there's still a problem. He reached over his shoulder, pulling the long sword free. Danson the diamond, Kago the mini, as a member of the enforcers, I, Ryan or Matt, have come to arrest you. Danson paused for a heavy moment. What are you saying, Ryan? There's no need for that. In fact, how about we go back to our real names? He spread his arms, but the enforcer shook his head. It's a duty thing, isn't it? Kago asked. You probably heard about dancing being around here and thought to yourself, I can't just go back to my old life that would betray my new one. Kago hit the mark. Ryan gave a solemn nod. You know I can't turn myself in, right? Danson smiled. I know which is why I'm ready to fight, Ryan replied. If we beat you, then there won't be any more of this duty business, right? Kago said. It sucks for you, but I have a really good reason to hate the all Matt name. His daggers were in his hands in a swift motion, and in another, he was on the move. Kago met Ryan with a quick dance of blades. The right dagger struck out, the left one chasing at the blonde stepped back. They both carved down and the elf side stepped, swinging his sword up. Kego's arm shot above his head. Ryan thrust, 
piercing the long sword through Kegel's chest. Except, his body seemed to melt off of it as he dropped low. His daggers rose, fangs stabbing for the stomach. Ryan twirled aside, swinging his sword down. Kegel melted away from this, too, cutting for his legs. A hop carried the elf away this time. As Kago rose to pursue, a finger came out. Wasp shot! A thin blade of blue energy shot from it, breaking against Kago's guard. Ryan landed and charged. Kago lowered his blaze to meet him. Kago, it's a trick! Dansan called out and called too late. The blade spun back together behind the assassin's head. He leaped to the side just fast enough that it only cut his cheek. Blue light sheathed Ryan's sword as he came cutting after. The blood leaped from Kago's body to the ground. Sucking in a breath, he skipped a few paces back. He touched the wound on his face, speaking to Dansan with eyes kept forward. What was that? His glare was intent, watching Ryan for any subtle moves. Something that makes fighting a spell sword dangerous. He's not a normal swordsman, Kega, Dansan said with a half-smile. And hearing it in his voice, Kago gave one back. That's fine. I'm not normal either, he shrugged. Around his feet, the dust began to stir. What followed was something Kiara never expected to see in real life. Kago was there for a blink, and behind Ryan for the next. The left dagger flew for the back of his neck. The left dagger flew for the back of his neck, the right cutting for the spine. Ryan turned fast enough to block, splitting a mirage as Kago dropped to his back. Both feet rose like a hammer's upward swing. They crashed into Ryan's chin, sending him reeling back. Rising to his feet, Kago drove his shoulder forward, slamming it into his chest. As the swordsman gasped, the assassin skipped back, swallowing a shining thing whole. I don't think Danson would want me to kill you, he said. Kiara saw for the first time how his magic worked. His flesh melted like water from luminescent green crystal arms and skin changed to polished marble. Brown eyes turned green as a shining diamond grew from his forehead his dark top peeling from a chest beset with three glowing gems. Wild black hair glowed a mint light as short glass antlers grew. They lit up brilliantly, forcing her to shield her eyes. A beam fired from between them, sundering the ground where Ryan stood. For his part, he had the good sense to dodge. Kago raised a hand, and another beam of light flew. This time Ryan swung his sword, knocking the beam away 
he charged Kago next, holding the blade down at his side, dragging it along the ground. He tossed up dirt as he drew near. Kago traced a fast circle in the air, stopping the spray with a pane of light. It shattered at the long sword cut down. Kago slipped away, striking his foe with two light bubbles. Rayin stepped through them all the same, blade thrusting for the chest. Suddenly, light coiled around his arm, pulling his stab awry. Kago's fist went forward, bucking against his face. Another punch came around for his cheek, making him stumble back. Kago spun together a staff, breaking one end on Rayin's shoulder. The other side came around, forcing the elf to a knee as it broke against his calf. Kago swept a glowing leg up. As it landed, the light shattered against a bracer forming on Rayin's right arm. Gray metal formed firmly with pale ridges like a spine and ribs. It was strange enough to make Kago jump back, allowing Rayin to his feet. A soul-forged bracer. Being all Matt gives you some nice connections, huh? It was a gift, actually. I thought I should bring it out against that lightsmith form. I choose not to take offense that you didn't bring it out sooner. It's just a bracer. I didn't want to give you the impression that it was all I needed to win. Despite his words, the battle made a drastic change. Rayin tried his charge again, and Kago kept him back with thrashing whips of light. The enforcer did his best to block, but still, they lashed and beat at his flesh. His clothes were tattered and his body bloodied. His sword stayed in motion all the same, diverting the worst of the hits. As they slowed down, his blade's magic grew denser. Guillotine wave! A blue crescent sliced through air and whip. Kago held out his hands, blocking the spell with several layers of light. The wave broke off the last one, but his shards remained alive. He didn't need to hear it to know what Rayin said. Hornet's nest. That was a spell, and he was already trapped within it. Thin blades swarmed around him, scratching his porcelain skin, drawing liquid light. The others hit the ground, sweeping up a cloud of dust. Kago's light dimmed, and Rayin dashed and kicked. Kiara almost raised a hand to help when a ball of ice hit Rayin's side. So you finally decide to act? His attention pulled from the assassin to dancing. The tan elf shrugged. To be honest, I thought Kago had it, but then I remembered who he was dealing with. You know, Dad would be happy to see how strong you became. And Mom would be disappointed if I wasn't doing what I was now, Rayin replied. And behind him, 
a pit opened, burying Kago up to his neck. The assassin was completely unresponsive in return. Buried, he was shaded by nearby brush. She wandered back to Ryan's kick. He was aiming to throw Kago into the shadows. Ain Saifi's beat. Dan San spoke musical words, and an ice sword filled his hand. Ryan wrapped his sword with blue energy again. Kiara considered helping Kago, but froze as Dan San slid forward. He was a figure skater with a sword. Ice stretched out from his feet, etching a trail to carry him forward. He met Ryan with a horizontal swing. Frost climbed his longsword, adding weight as the blonde pulled away. Eyes beneath them made his step uncertain. Dan San's sword danced out again. The frigid saber came cutting too close, barely pushed aside as Ryan parried. He opened Dan San's guard. Going for the chest. The ice maze slid around him, bringing his free hand up. I ain't Sif Sisos. More musical words brought a frozen hand forward. Hairs froze as his fingers brushed them. Ryan diving forward lest more be done. The long sword cut back as he came down. It missed Dansan with flagrant ease, glowing brighter as Ryan rose to face him. The froth broke from it as he swung an overhead. Guillotine wave ripped forward with his words, missing as Dansan dodged with urgency. Ryan held out a hand, and Dansan swept his up. Mantis march! The wave broke and the pieces cut back. Ain Saif Paraf. They cut into an ice wall, rising behind Danson. Something about the spell called to the enforcer. He took that moment to race forward, sword ready to impale. Danson slid easily back, and the thrust came short. A fent. It was too late to dodge. Rain spun, breaking the ice sword cutting the Major's stomach. Danson slid sluggishly away. The wound was shallow, but he regarded Ryan's sword. I should have expected something like that. Danson smiled through gritted teeth. Soul forge bracer and an elfbane sword? Was that a gift too? More of a joke. The person who gave it to me hopes that I'll break it. She must really like jokes that drag on. Actually, I think she's been sending me after dangerous targets in hope that it'll end. Do I owe our reunion to her? Ryan thought about it. Actually, maybe you do. Well, Danson raised his hands. Things haven't really changed. You're still better than me with a sword. He smirked and Ryan charged. 
Thy soul scythe speed. The maze dropped to the ground, sweeping his hands up. A barrage of blades grew from his trail, launching themselves at the charge. Rain pulled a left and they speared through the ice wall. Looking from them to Danson, he found himself sighted between an index finger and a pinky. The ring and middle finger were held down, and he could feel the magic swelling. I ain't safe, you've died. Danson released the flick, wrapping Rayin's knee in ice as a bolt hit it. It went immediately numb. Rayin smiled. I see you're still a showman. Danson cocked an eyebrow. Doesn't sound like me. He lifted his foot. Saisos Yoda Navas. Ripples went forward as he stumbled down, freezing Rayin to his waist. I say that's a pretty solid victory. Danson smirked. Rayin smirked too. In Kiara's watching eyes, they were very much the same. Raise a gal! With one swing, he tossed four spinning spike discs. Dunson's hand rose. Kiara could almost hear the words, Ain Saif Paraf. However, it was Rayin who spoke. Scorpion sting! The disc unfolded, tails stretching to pierce, not cut. One ripped through Danson's shoulder, another through his leg. The third pierced the arm, and the final hit the edge of his stomach. He dropped to his knees, and Rain stood tall. Elfbane works with magic. Got it. Danson gasped. I'm sorry, Danson. Is there anything you want to say before I take you in? I'd love your opinion, actually. The mage held his side. With all those swords in the wall, doesn't it make a great-looking mirror? He smiled, and Rayin's head swiveled. Kiara followed his eyes. The wall, the sword, the ice trail etched along the ground. All of them caught the light beautifully working together to shine it one way. Kago rose like a star from his pit, his horns and arms glowing strong. It struck only now why Danzan froze Rayin's legs. Kago aimed, twirling together balls of light. A spectacular bombardment flew, battering the elf as it broke him free. His body shook a tree as it hit, and the battle truly ended as the long sword dropped. Kago turned to Danzon. If he was trying to kill us, how much harder would that have been? You're the one with the grudge against the Armat name. Shouldn't you know? Danzon shook to his feet. As exciting as it all was, Kiara let out a breath. Magdalia seemed determined to meet her with a show, and she was relieved that this one ended without death. 
as the boys smiled at each other. She smiled too. Maybe they weren't all bad, and Ryan would give her a good chance to see it. At that thought, she heard something crack. She turned with the boys toward Ryan, where his bracer now lay in two pieces. A gray, diminutive imp stood over him, holding the elf bang sword. Kiara was sure she heard drum beats in the air as it swung for Ryan's head. Chapter 7 Ends And so too ends another episode of Whispers in the Theater. I would be delighted if you were to join me once again.